and gentlemen, we are here on another beautiful day. We've got a beautiful co-host with me, Mr. Brad, ABB, the man himself. How you doing? Good, man. It was, uh, I played the world's preview uh, at Ivy Hill yesterday. Um, to say that was a humbling experience was maybe the understatement of the century. Um, I, I've never felt, I'm not a quitter by nature. I was on hole 14 or 15. I was like, do I just DNF? Am I just done? I shot the worst round rated and score wise of my entire life. Um, mm. I, I'll say it, you know, cause this is a transparent podcast. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, everybody. I shot 45 over par. I'll say it. I'll say that's, it. That's tough. That's that was tough. the that was the worst round I've ever played in my life, and I felt every shot that I threw. I threw 112 shots. Was in one okay. Round. Was 45 over par though? Was that still in the 800s? Because based on what I know, like I know a couple of guys that shot 33 and 36 over par, and uh, they were like 850 and 860 rated rounds. So did it stay? No, it dropped because people dropped below me. Mm. So that yeah, was, mm. it was under 800 and I'm better than that, but hi, it you happens. Know, you have, it happens. I will say, I, I, I told Brody this this morning. I, I, I don't think, and this is just me talking. So maybe people do, but me talking, I don't think I give pros enough credit for like the planning they do for a, a round like that. Because mm. I mean, going out and playing it blind and not really playing courses that long and with that much OB and tight OB you really have to know your disc and really know your shots for every single shot you throw. Like yeah. it's planned out. And I know that is maybe it sounds silly to most, but even like the smaller tournaments here and the courses that we play, like I can go out and just shoot well on those, but that was a whole nother level. And, you know, Brody was being funny at USDGC and like giving this guy just, just being fun, give him a hard time for not being able to throw over 400 feet. Um, but you really, as a pro, you've got to be able to throw over 400 like every time with mids, with fairway, with everything. And not only do you have to throw far, but you have to throw far accurately every time and have the stamina to do so. So they're real athletes out there and they're intelligent athletes, I will even venture to say, on how they have to carve up everything. So humbling experience, um, you know, OB is hard. That much OB is hard. I. Uh, I cannot imagine. I having played if like the conversations that were happening amongst foundation techs for everyone, you know, once again, bringing the transparency uh, is that we have a guy who works on staff who Clayton is like 998 rated, mm -hmm. something like that. He shot a plus seven out there on the course. And that's third place, by the way. Yeah. Uh, shot a An seven MPO. over. And um, he said that if the wind's up, he has no doubt that it will play harder than New London, which is insane considering New London is as tough as it is. Uh, so really, is, really excited. And it was like mainly wide open. I mean, there, was, there wasn't a lot of like gap hitting per se. It was more like carving up and like playing darts, like where you want things to land. But yeah, wind would make that exponentially harder than it was. And it like was already very hard. Steroids. Yeah, I mean, it was like, I mean, the par threes were still over 400 feet. Yeah. Just to give you like an idea, you know, I think we're, I mean, I'm used to par threes being like, oh, it's like 300, maybe a little, a hard one's like a little over 300. But I mean, yeah, when you're, you're throwing, hey, I will say shout out to Jason. And this was a complete fluke and he would even say so. But um, we had this one. It's my only birdie putt that I had. It was a uh, par three 
island. It was downhill, a lot of OB, very small island. It was a 420-foot par 3. And um, I parked it with a vulture. And Jason threw, hit the first available limb, so he had to re-tee. But he threw the origin that you gave him. And he threw, I, I, I did the range fine. Now, it was tailwind and downhill, but he threw the origin 511 feet. That is insane. So Insane. Uh, speaking of Jason, we did like a tale of two cities with your disc golf experience this week. I feel like, because it is the, the round has been filmed of the bag draft. So for in the bag listeners, it has been filmed. Uh, we'll have to figure out scheduling wise, um, because I am several, several weeks ahead on my channel in terms of like having stuff filmed. Mm -hmm. So we'll have to figure out where it slots in, but we'll try to get it up there as soon as possible. So that way, when I'm up there in Virginia, we can have Jason on and do a sort of breakdown and rehash it out. And then I have some ideas, uh, if depending on the result, we can see if we need a third. So okay, excited for you guys to hear that. Yeah. And hey, just a little like not a spoiler, but a spoiler is um, we've shot another. Jason and I actually shot another video before that video where Hunter Hunter and I were doubles partners with Jason and uh, Jason and Trevor were doubles partners. And this is on our Patreon. If you're not a Patreon member, you go try it out for free and see some of the behind the scenes stuff. And if you're not a Heiser Club member, now's a great time to join uh, Jason's pumping out a bunch of extra content. Warehouse guys are punch, pumping out a bunch of different content, uh, including the round yesterday. We filmed some of that and did some vlog there. Um, but our Patreon folks voted on Halloween costumes for our doubles, um, our doubles lineup. So make sure you check that out. I don't know if Robbie even knows that. I don't know. If J- did Jason send you pictures of me? I did not get pictures. Oh, I'm excited. You're, you're, to in, see. you're in for a treat. You're in for a treat. So I'm excited to see. Speaking of treats. Got to talk about the the main sponsor of In the Bag, mm-hmm. Flippy Disc Golf. Yep. You know, um, if you don't have a Halloween costume, you can still look good out there on the, like on the road. Dressed right? like a disc golfer. Yeah, exactly. We uh, we have a Halloween party that we're going to on Saturday, and someone asked, like, oh, what are you going to go dressed as? And I was like, well, I can always default to a professional athlete. So that's uh, true. I just got to rep my Flippy stuff as best I can. So Flippy Disc Golf, super comfortable merch. You have cotton tees like the one that I'm wearing, cotton jerseys like the one I'm wearing, mm-hmm. uh, or you have the Soul Pro material that's super great. I you have a t-shirt of the month club coming mm-hmm. down. So, so many designs coming out there. I'm excited. Even on Saturday, I'm playing in a tournament over in Georgia, the swanky time open and Again. our players pack is swank or flippy jerseys. So that's awesome. Uh, super, super excited for that. And, Thank you. And by yeah. the way, when you're listening to this, you're going to see, you probably saw the social post on the, if you follow foundation on Instagram, but uh, we're starting to drop the Bogey Bro Tour collab series with Flippy, and you can see the Bogey Bros Fountain Hill shirt is available now. So make sure you check that out. Link in the description. Get yourself some savings if you use code Foundation at checkout. Thank you, Flippy, as always for sponsoring the podcast. We couldn't do what we do without you. Thank you very much. Absolutely, and guys, we have a super special guest, someone who's near and dear to my heart, uh, and is one of the most unique players that we've had on the podcast so far uh so i love watching this man play because everyone just gets super frustrated when they play against him because they're like he did this and he shot so well what is that thing you'll have to find out let's bring rick in 
Welcome to the podcast, a dear friend, I would say the person who welcomed me into a disc golf family faster than anyone else out there, Mr. Rick Peavy. Rick, how are you doing today, sir? I am absolutely amazing. Amazing. Good to see your face. Good to see your face. Hi. I I I will say, I as much He's as I enjoy seeing your you face. You got a good face. Uh, as much as I enjoy seeing your face. We all know the better half of the the PV the PV golfers. Uh miss him Carolyn as well. So, uh, Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's my girl. She she'd love to be here too, but she's she's working today. And I'm kind of working, but I'm taking some time. Hey, <laughs> we appreciate it. We appreciate it. it. Yeah. Well, Rick is uh fame I I will go ahead and give Rick the credit that I Rick has Rick is a distire dark side dies we'll talk about that in a second uh and so Rick is my original die sponsor that I ever had as well uh and I I I was thinking about this when I was going to intro you I think you have died the most famous polecat on the internet yes it's watermelon true. And I, I don't think that's because I'm like, I'm trying, I literally was trying to think of like all the different players out there and everything. And it's yeah. like, no, you have the most videoed polecat on the internet. Uh, and so, that is a huge honor for me. <laughs> I, I, I love it. Awesome. Well, Rick, we are super grateful to have you here. Uh, but we want to, I want to, I want them to get to know your game for a little bit. Uh, and then really the hook here is, is that you don't play disc golf like most people play disc golf. So, uh, and when I say that people are like maybe a little intrigued, I don't know what the the title of this video is going to be. Um, but I imagine that will give some inclination towards it, but we'll see. Brad, Brad's probably already got his head like churning for <laughs> title ideas. So, uh, Rick, first question that we always ask our guests is how long have you been playing disc golf? Well, we started naturally about like the 90% of the other newer players uh, during COVID. Um, my son, uh, his, a, a couple buddies of his took him out to play. And he immediately came home and said, Dad, I think there's a game that you might like. Now, funny, uh, Carolyn and I both have been athletic and, and were, were runners uh, for a long time in our life. And Carolyn still runs. I don't as much, but we would go out to our local park and run around that park and the veterans here in Alabaster, Alabama, and kind of make fun of the people that were carrying bags with plastic um, Frisbees in there, throwing at metal baskets. We'd like, Oh, look at them, you know? And I'm like, you know, I, I and so I asked my son, well, what's, what's the game? He said, it's disc golf. And I just let you kidding me. Right. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, he took me out the first time, and ultra competitive um, within you know yourself, and also you get some competition, you know, for people who need that. As are in our age, you can find it um, in a good setting in a good culture. And I fell in love with it. Um, it was it was something that I had to work at really hard. It was something that I had to study to to uh, understand discs and because i'll tell you a funny story when we first started you know i got carolyn we took her and she was like well you know what this is pretty doggone you know this is fun well we started i said okay your favorite color is purple i'm gonna go buy purple disc i'm gonna make you a purple bag it didn't i didn't know anything about numbers or speed or or thickness of the rims and so i'm one of the first discs i ever got it was a purple king 
Oh, it's like, what yeah. the heck? She couldn't even throw it 50 feet, you know? And I'm like, oh my God, we've got to work to do man. And, and so, you know, after I started learning and asking questions and watching you, Robbie, um, you know, you helped us a lot. Um, and, and, the, you know, still help us a lot and to learn about, um, how we could be better so we could feel successful. Mm. And, uh, so that's kind of, I guess it's going on what, three years, I yeah. guess. Getting close. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. awesome. Uh, so long answer to a quick question. No, no, it's a beautiful answer. And I, I, I always wonder, feel free to let us know in the comments, y'all, what was the first disc that you ever threw? Uh, because I think for a lot of people, it is drivers get grabbed and taken yeah, out there. It was crazy. I, I, I think the first disc I ever threw was a frost line claymore and I still have it because mm. Cole was given that by a buddy of his. And, and I just, and that's what he gave me to throw the throw the first time I ever went and I've got it still. And it, I will never get rid of it. I, I throw it sometimes, you know, just for nostalgic, but, uh, that was mine. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, okay. So when we saw distance, uh, and we put you out in an open field and we're like, all right, you're going to throw a backhand and a forehand. Uh, how far do you feel like you can reach on a backhand and a forehand? All right. So backhand, um, it depends on which part of my disc golf life we're talking about, because, you know, you go in stages where you work on different, uh, or I do, uh, work on different forms more, you know, and backhand was always, I was like, man, I want to throw a backhand. So, um, I guess right now backhand, I can get about 320 on a good, on a good throw. I'm not very good at it. Uh, forehand, I have been really good, but I'm probably about 280 to 290. Um, but that's not, that's not what I throw most of the time. That's that. And that I was, that I was really, this was the one question we asked most of our people that I was like, mm -hmm. okay. Rick is going to, I'm going to be so fascinated at Rick's answer because I truly wonder <laughs> if he even like knows these numbers anymore because, uh, spoiler alert, like Rick said, he doesn't, he doesn't throw this. So we'll get to that in a second. We got two more questions for you. Uh, and then we'll dive into the heart of it because I'm telling you, like this ball is going to drop and people are going to be like, what? Uh, <laughs> it's fantastic. So, uh, we line you up on the putting green and we're like, mm -hmm. all right, Rick, you got to make 10 putts from 15 feet. Mm -hmm. 10 putts from 25 feet and 10 putts from 40 feet. Mm -hmm. How many are you making at each station? Um, well, that all depends on your, your mental state during that, that day and time. <laughs> Honest, because That's I have been, I missed one Saturday at Lee about five feet out and just not thinking. And, and it, and it drove me nuts. Um, there have been times recently that I'd tell you that I'd hit 10 out of 10 from 15 and nine out of 10 from 25 and two or three out of 40. Um, but honest, I would say if I had to bet on me, I would say eight out of 10 from 15, um, or better, probably five or six from 25, I would think. Yeah. And then, you know, one or two from 40 once I got them lined up, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I can think of like, even those are, those are perfect distances in your backyard as well of mm -hmm. like, 
trying to line up each of the putts. Um, Me and my daughter, Mabry Lane, uh, had a competition Sunday. We were outside, uh, you know, where we putt from by the pool. And um, we have every every uh, mark of the cement on the pool was a five-foot deal. We measured it out. So, you know, we were playing horse. And, you know, her and her husband, Eric, um, played first, and she beat him. And uh, and then she said, Dad, you want to play? And I said, heck, yeah, I want to play. I'll be happy to play with you. So we started out, and I and and she didn't know we were going to do left-handed too. So uh, it's horse, right? Uh-huh. It's a competition. I don't. I, if you're going to play, play to win. So um, so I was like, threw the first left-handed at five feet, and she goes, "Oh my God, we do have to do left-handed." I said, "We don't do anything." But anyway, we got to 25 feet, and um, I hit like five in a row out there, which was really interesting. I was happy with that. But um, so anyway, kind of fun. That it's all is about awesome. fun, people. It's all about yeah. fun. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So um, our last question is, what would you say is the biggest strength of your uh, of your game? Um, one of them is what we're going to talk about here in a few minutes, I guess, um, in my method of throwing. But the other is whenever I either make a mistake and I've had to learn this because I wasn't like this in the beginning, because we, we played a lot of tournaments early and, um, and just, it, it was too way put way too much pressure on ourselves to, to do okay. Or, or think we're, you know, if we don't, if we're not up in the top people that we're no good and, and all that. But, um, I feel like that once I, do kind of make a mistake and maybe get, uh, behind. Uh, I, I, I really love the challenge of, okay, I'm, I'm against the wall. Let's get it on, you know? And I, and in my mind, I warn everybody else, guess what? You fixing to see some good stuff right here. Cause I'm going to bear down, you know, and most of the time it happens, you know, it's a mental game that I really like, um, within myself and, for people who don't play disc golf, I guess it sounds kind of stupid because, you know, it's plastic, you know, people carrying bags around throwing plastic Frisbees at iron baskets while you're running, you know, I mean, you don't understand, but it is one of the hardest things I've ever tried to do because Mm -hmm. your muscle, your body, your muscle, uh, you know, fatigue, your mental aspect is different every throw. And you can't count on it. It's not a machine. You know, your body's not a machine. Your mind, if somebody has a bad hole and, you know, you're playing with and they get upset, that affects you, you know? So you have to work on your Mm -hmm. mental aspect. I I like that part of the game. You know, I like where I'm at in that game. Um, I enjoy, I I almost sometimes enjoy coming from behind because it's a challenge and it's fun. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I would say, one, my throwing method, and two, my mental within myself game of being able to to really bear down when I need to. Yeah, and I I think that there are players in the <laughs> world who have that like that clutch competitor factor. Um, I think of even Hunter from Foundation, who I've se- I've been the one to turn that on for him uh, mm-hmm. unknowingly as his competitor, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and it's like, oh. Okay, he's just gone to another level here, uh, right and on. that's I definitely having played with you as well, Rick. I th- I definitely see that. Like when the game is on the line, 
get you the ball. Like that is, that's what you're looking for. So I love that. I love that. Let it be me. I'll, I'll, I'm okay to fail, but I'm really, really love to win. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, Rick, let's, let's let the cat out of the bag. What it tell us about your traditional throwing style. What do you like to throw? Okay. Well, um, my main throwing style is a thumber. Um, I, uh, I had to develop this one because I realized I would never get to, you know, 350 or so 400 feet on a backhand. I just don't have the mechanics. Um, I'm old and, uh, <laughs> and I just, you know, I, I realized that, um, and I, I wanted to do better um, at, at my game. Um, and for two reasons, one, um, you know, with, we mentioned dark side dies. We have, I have, uh, two guys, uh, that do it with me that are under an umbrella of dark side dies kind of, but they have their own, um, dying deal. One is, um, Ed Hoffman, um, that he does a phenomenal, phenomenal, uh, stencils and colors. And, um, and we can do, I can give you his, their Instagram stuff. And the other is, uh, Spencer Atkins and he, uh, does really beautiful swirls and, uh, really, really pretty colors too. Um, really cool. But Spencer, um, the first tournament I played with him was a Christmas tournament. Um, I guess it was the first year we started playing. And I remember Robbie, you sponsored the hole at Civitan, the Island hole always. I think it's hole six. Yep. Is that what it is at Civitan? And, uh, and I remember seeing your sign first time and I'm like, who's Robbie C who's this guy, you know, and he's sponsoring the hardest daggum hole out here. He must be a jerk, but, uh, <laughs> it's true. It's but, true. Uh, it's true. Later I found out you're not a jerk. And, uh, <laughs> so, you know, we naturally, we all miss the Island because you have to throw it over this river. If you're a backhand, you know, right hand, backhand player and stuff. And, but that day Spencer was put, he didn't miss a putt. He didn't miss a putt, you know, coming here. Well, a few months later, we started playing together and he's working on a turbo putt. And I'm like, what the freaking heck? Spencer, you putt. He said, I can't putt anymore. I've got to do something different. So he worked on a turbo putt and started kicking my tail with a turbo putt. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's another old man club guy. I got to do something different. I got to find something. I got to have a gimmick. You know, (laughs) I need a gimmick. So at one, he looked so fun turbo putting. And I'm like, I've got to have a gimmick that I can have fun at. So, um, I come from a baseball background. Um, you know, uh, my cousin is the triple a manager for the, um, Chicago Cubs and actually the winningest manager in the Cubs history of any division. So that's pretty interesting. Marty Peavy and Peoria, but, um, we always played baseball growing up and I threw a baseball can throw a baseball, never had any arm trouble. And the other reason I thought of a thumber was there's a course here in Gardendale and on the backside of that course is really tunneled woods. And so I never, you know, you, Robbie, you've played that many tons of times. And if you release it just a tick early or a tick late, you're in jail and you are double bogey. It's so easy to double or triple bogey those short holes. Right. So I said, I got to do something different. I got to work on something to get it about 150 feet that I can be dead on with and, and, and be confident. So at my work, we have this long uh, pathway and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to try to throw an overhand. I've seen a couple on YouTube videos or whatever. 
So I started studying the YouTube videos there and, um, you know, got me a old crappy disc. Um, and the disc I throw, my disc of choice is a triple X. It's an old, you know, older model out of latitude 64. It's only a seven speed, three glide, zero four. Um, I got a, a old opto messed up triple X and then, and then a criminal that I used to throw forehand. And I knew that for thumbers, you had to have super overstable discs. So I just started throwing it hundred feet and looked at different angles, different spin rates. And I got to where I could throw it with a, you know, it's going to curve, but it's a very minimal, almost like, you know, I'm a big star Wars fan, hence dark side dies bearded Vader. And if you want a shirt, we can get that hooked up or a hat. But, um, anyway, <laughs> um, you know, anybody wants a bearded Vader shirt, man, hook me up let me know. But, um, but you know, I looked at it like the going and killing the death star and star, you know, in, in the first star Wars, there's a tunnel there and I need to keep it between those lines mm. um, to get through that course in Gardendale. So I started really practicing on how's it going to, it's going to, when I throw a thumber, it's going to go left first, but how far is it, how soon is it going to pan out and where, what kind of spin rate do I need to do on a backspin to make it stop immediately? And, um, when I got to where I could kind of do it. And then, so I started going to 200 feet. I'm saying, well, if I can make it, pan out and flare into the gate hard, right? So if you got a hole that, that goes really hard, right, you know, so where, what, what wrist angle do I need to put so it can hit that face plate and pan it, you know, really do a flare skip. You got to learn how to do that. And then I'm like, well, I wonder if it can go distance. It's only a seven speed disc. It's got a three, three glide and a zero four. I would never throw this disc backhand. I'd, you know, hardly ever throw it forehand because it'd be a me hook. I don't have the strength. So I started playing around with different plastics and, um, started throwing it pretty good. And the thing about it is when I threw it good straight away, right straight overhand, I can land 10 out of 10 within a 20 foot line. You've seen it. Um, straight down the middle. If I want, wherever I throw, whatever, where, whatever angle of radius that I throw it in, I know it'll land in that within 20 feet and it'll stop or better. It will roll and curl to the basket because of the, how it hits on the face plate and stands up and rolls. It just naturally acts like a roller then. And it, you know, if I have enough spin on it, it'll go. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where it came from. Dude, it's fascinating. So I, <laughs> I like I'm telling you, y'all. So Rick will play locally. He'll play anywhere from I would say MA three up to he'll play like age protected things like that. But I love when uh, I'll be sitting next to the TD at a local event, and you'll hear people that aren't ready for Rick. Uh, like no one ever walks off and has a bad time on a car with Rick. Uh, so they walk off and they're like, man, it was super fun. But this guy was just so casual and he was just throwing thumbers all over the course. <laughs> and he just kept parking every single basket. What am I supposed to do against that? <laughs> I was looking at him. I'm like, I, you just got to play better. I guess I, I don't know what to yeah, tell you. Just, uh, get a thumber. <laughs> so I don't um, throw a lot of thumbers, but Brad, you do have a thumber in the bag, right? Yeah. I, I usually use my thumber for more of a, it, it's funny when we, uh, Robbie told me 
again, he gives me very little insight. But he's like, hey, I got a very interesting episode. This guy's all thumbers. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And the first thing I said to him was like, baseball guy, huh? And he's like, I don't know. So I'm glad to hear that I was right there, Rick. Um, yeah, you got it. I played baseball all growing up and on travel teams and stuff. I was a catcher in first base. And so I feel pretty comfortable if I'm in like a get out of jail situation. I'm like, that's what I'm going to lean mm-hmm. heavy on because I feel like I can throw pretty accurately. Um, I've only tried a couple times like off the tee, but honestly, I feel like they were very successful. So I don't know why I haven't tried more other than I'm trying. I think in my head, I'm going to hurt my shoulder. But again, coming back to what you said, I think just growing up throwing baseballs and things like I'm pretty I don't hurt myself, but I always feel like I'm going to, mm-hmm. right? But yeah, I, I do throw them a lot. I, I keep um, I keep a Phoenix specifically in my bag for that purpose. It used to be my Vulture, but now that's beat in a little bit, I'll still throw it on Thummer. But if I need that slower pan, you know, Rick, then I'll use that mm-hmm. beat in Vulture a little bit. And I have yeah. the Phoenix specifically in my bag only for get out of jail Thummers. And mm-hmm. I, I'm curious what, how you feel about this too, Rick. Do you feel way more comfortable with a thumber versus like a tomahawk or do you feel pretty comfortable with both? Yeah, I can't throw a tomahawk for nothing. I never even do it. Yeah. Never do it. And it's so weird because, you know, I've tried to do that and it's, it, it's like a thumber. This, this is my, this is my main disc, the Spider-Man that Robbie um, mm-hmm. mentioned earlier. It's a frost line triple X. See how bendy it is. Yeah. You know, it's been, it's beat in good. It's 171 grams. So, um, I find that too light, like 166 to 168 on this is going to pan sooner because it's not heavy enough to, to take the torque. Mm. However, the one I've got another one, uh, that's in there that I'll show in a little while that is 177, but it's a, um, optoplastic and it does something totally different. Um, so, you know, I find that whenever I throw a thumber, you know, just like this, I, whenever I throw it, it's almost like a curveball action mm-hmm. because you can, you can, you're rotating your wrist from 12 to three, not really three, 12 to one, one thirty, mm-hmm. And depending on the torque you put on it and the angle of your wrist, you're going to get more or less spin height and then late pan or early pan. Whereas a tomahawk, you're almost having to come and throw in screwballs. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're, you're rotating your wrist inward yeah. to get it to pan the other way. And that my wrist, I just don't do that well. So I never really throw a tomahawk. I just throw all thumbers. Yeah, you know? no, I think that's very interesting. Cause I, I feel the same way. I'm like way less comfortable with a tomahawk versus a thumber. Mm-hmm. And I think some of it's the control. I think some of it's the, the thumb strength as well. Um, so yeah, no, that's, it's really interesting. I'm, I'm just looking at your bag and I think if you're okay with diving into that, Robbie, I have a couple yeah. questions. Sure. Um, so I, again, I talked to Jason, Jason's played with you as well. He has validated everything yeah. that you both have said on this podcast and he didn't even know it was you. He just like, if it's this guy, then, you know, um, well, but he, Jason's he, very nice. <laughs> yeah. He also, he also said that, you know, you do have a backhand and a forehand, just maybe not the, the biggest or like the, the longest one. He's like, you still have a pretty good forehand mm-hmm. and backhand too. So my mm-hmm. like main question before we dive into specifics in your bag, like, is there like, um, a cutoff point? Like, you know, when you get to your pig, are you like, okay, I'm never throwing a pig on the thumb or that's like, I'm close enough to do upshot forehand or backhand. 
you know, I guess where's your cutoff point? Is it your seven speeds or the, I'm going to go Pawaka Waka. Is that how you say it? Um, you know, is that where your cutoff is? Where are you really cutting off your thumber in your bag? Well, um, it, that's a good question because there are rounds that I play at different courses and different holes that have different terrain that I will use a thumber for an upshot. I'll just pan it out and let it flare skip. Um, honestly, if I had to go like an average and mm-hmm. tell you that this is what I do the majority of the time, I would say um, 270 and up with a with no, you know, a lot of stuff on the left and a little bit of height, I'll probably throw a thumber because mm-hmm. I can control that. I know where it's going to go. I can, I mean, for the most part, you know, every throw we all throw is not perfect, but mm-hmm. you know, I found that I can, you know, I can pretty much guarantee where it's going to be 270 to 325 uh, with whatever thumber disc. And I use three different molds for thumbers and different plastics of each mold for, mm-hmm. and weights for different, uh, links and pans and flare skip potential and stuff like that. So, uh, anything under 250, then it'll, it'll probably be a, um, depending on what the hole looks like, either a forehand or a, um, a backhand, uh, with, you know, a pretty overstable disc if I have it. Yeah. Because I'll just pan and, you know, pigs, Robbie, you got me into pigs. I love pigs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've gotten to where I can throw a pig about two forty. um, you know, either hyzer or my pink straight pig. I can just, if I throw a little ante on it, it, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's beat in enough to, to go that far. Um, but then I use other discs too. Um, and then there are holes that I can't throw a thumber on, you know, if there's a bunch of, um, trees and stuff on the left, cause the thumber is going to pan left hard first and then come out mm-hmm. uh, right. So, you know, there are things that I do have. Um, I use more overstable disc, which is weird because I don't have a strong arm, but I do my main backhand disc is a Maya, um, mm-hmm. a G blend Maya, which is, I like the soft plastic, the gummy cut plastic. Um, and sometimes I throw that really good. You know, if I'm concentrating on my release and, you know, not, you know, coming out here with it and, you know, coming in up top and Carolyn's helped me actually a lot by telling me what she sees in my backhand. Mm-hmm. And, and when I listen to her, it works, you know, when I think mm-hmm. about it, it works. It's weird. So, um, so yeah, about two two sixty is my cutoff 260 more. And if I have the angle, I'll throw a thumber every time. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, it's just the line difference, right? Like you're choosing to go up and over most of the time versus people trying to chop through or pure something through. If you can, yes, up and over is good. Um, but there's also a great, you know, if you throw that thing with enough torque, it will, it'll get down there and then it'll die because you just got a lot of backspin when it hits, it just, just, just stops, puts the brakes on. So I've thrown it a lot. I, 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 uh, committed to it because one, I just wanted to be different. I didn't see a lot of people throwing them. I like the way it looked. It's really cool looking in the air. It's fun to do. And this is what this is all about is just, you know, you don't want to be 
ticked all the time because you're throwing bad shots. You want to have fun. Right. And it's so fun to see that thing. When you throw one good, oh my God, man, it's awesome. It's just like yeah. everybody. I was playing with a, a group at league at George Ward here in Birmingham a month or two ago. And, uh, one of the fiancés of one of the guys that I played with before was with him for the first time. And a uh, whole, whole uh, one Robbie at George Ford yeah. was in position um, by the rock. Okay. So, yeah. so I'm like, I always, I've never really went in short position. I would throw a thumber and it would be okay. I've never gone for the long hole. And I'm like, you know what? Why not? You know? So I threw it and it weaved in between the trees and then settled about five feet from the basket. And she just started laughing and just started going crazy. And it, and, uh, and I was like, she's like, what was that? I'm like, that's just kind of what I do. And I get lucky sometime, you know? So that's fun. You know, that's fun. So yeah. it's just having fun. And it's a, like, I mean, you talked about the ultra competitive side. It, it also like, honestly, an advantage against your card mates because they're going to sit there and watch this dude. How many times I, I know I've seen it before. Someone will step up and it's like a really hard hole. You mentioned Gardendale, like there's a really tight fairway or something like that. And so everyone steps up and person first person off the box throws a backhand hits first available. And they're like, oh, that's no good. And the second person steps up, they hit a tree. That's no good. Mm -hmm. And then you just roll up and throw a thumber on it. And people are like, and it's I, a no step. I think that it's guy's no cheating. Step. It's no step. Yeah, Ed, Ed tells yeah. me it's cheat code. Ed tells me it's cheat code. Um, yeah, and there's no step. There's times where I have uh, holes that I don't even step. I just throw it up high, let it pan, and die. There are times, you know, I, you know, there are times when I get off the tee. There are tee boxes where I don't even run up. I just step and throw and snap it, just like a, you know, don't even need a crow hop, so to speak. You know, yeah. and. And it's just a, a throw from middle center field to, you know, middle of the diamond. Basically, is how I approach it like baseball. If I need to throw it from the, the fence to the catcher, you're going to have to really snap it. If it's just a, you know, 300-foot throw, just just step and throw. And, mm -hmm. and you know, spin your wrist. Just throw. It's simple. Uh so one question I have in your bag lineup, because I've got I've got two focus points, because one of these discs you mentioned with Spider-Man that like I bet most people who listen to this podcast have never heard of that mold before, including um, me. So before we dive into that, because I think that's a it's a large focus point. You've got four of them in your bag. So at uh, least I didn't I, name all of them because it would have filled up all the bots <laughs> too much. <laughs> so uh, you've got a lot of them. So that's yeah, definitely yeah, we're yeah. going to focus there. But yeah. you have like the P the P Waka Waka. Mm -hmm. um, first off, I know you. Is it in your name just because it's a really fun name for a bag or for a disc or? Do you throw it on thumbers as well? No, no, it's no, so no. Good. This is a total turnover disc for me. And I like the color and I like what I did with doing Pink Floyd, the wall on the pink disc. You know, I think it's kind of cool. But, yeah, um, and that's the thing about dyed discs. Let me, let me tell, just say this real quick. If, if people watching don't have dyed discs, it's something about a cool disc that, that reminds you of something. It's all about fun. If I can reiterate one thing in this whole thing, you got to have fun. We're not getting any younger. And we put so much pressure on ourselves every day of our life to do something for somebody else. So guess what? Do something for you. 
If you like something, find somebody and let them make a personalized disc for you. It reminds you of something. You know, this this reminds me of, of like listening to music when Cole, my son, you know, appreciating good, great music. And David Gilmore, I think best guitarist of all time. So, you know, I made this disc and I, and I get it out and I'm like, it just calms me, you know? Mm. And, and, you know, sometimes I can throw it good. Sometimes I don't throw it good, but I love the way it looks. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, this is a, this is a backhand turnover. If I need to go, I can, I can get it about 280, I guess on a, on a sweeping turnover. But if I just need a, you know, something that I know can trust, it's got high glide, you know, that's kind of why I use this. I don't use it a lot, but there are a few holes that I can throw it on if I need to, if I'm having a bad day on something else. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, okay, cool. That's when I, y'all mentioned the like Thummer versus Tomahawk. I coming from ultimate, like lids are very understable naturally. So if I had an overhand shot in my repertoire, it would be like Tommy's. So yeah, yeah, supernatural there, but that makes sense. Like the, the Pawaka Waka would be perfect for a, for a Tommy. I can imagine. Correct. Yeah. If you threw it on the thumber, that's yeah, because you have to, it's like no a Tomahawk of what I understand is more understable stuff versus the thumbers, more stable stuff. Yeah. So, you know, and I've tried it and I'm the Tomahawks is terrible for me. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could throw it so bad. We'll have but to okay. we'll have to do a round Rick where we'll film it and it'll be it'll be Tommy's first thumbers. Uh, yeah, and it's yeah. just like that's yeah. it. Uh, Let's and go. so the triple X, a yep. mold, like I said, that most people have not heard of, and they probably haven't heard of them because it sounds like you have all of them. Yeah. So uh that is super fascinating to me. How why the triple X? Where'd you find it? Like what's and are you at a point where like if you walk into a store and you see one of the used bin, you don't even ask, you just like just grab it? Well, I have people that when you know Dynamic Disc Iron City, Ben Swam, he calls me when he gets one in and said, Do you want me to hold it for you? And I'm like, I'm on standing hold for every triple A that comes <laughs> in. I'm sorry. So yeah, it's um they made an ice run, you know, I guess it was six months or a year ago, and um, you know, you can't find really any frost lines anymore. Um, find some optos, but why the triple X? Um, I believe that one of the first videos I watched on Thummer, uh, the guy said, you need a really overstable disc. And, um, so, you know, I think I got lucky because I went to the disc shop, dynamic disc iron city here in Birmingham. They've got several other locations. So I'm really good at shouting people out, you know, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I, working it well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think they had an old, the gold, an old gold opto triple X there. And I said, well, you know what? I'm going to try that. And I'm going to try my criminal as well because it's super overstable. And so, um, I like the feel of the seven speed rim because anything that's super overstable, that's higher speed has got a really thick rim and I don't have really big hands. So I think the rim, the feel of the disc in my hand was really important. Um, it just fit me really well. And so I started trying it. It was a first one and I had success. I didn't really have to, I haven't really tried with any other molds, any other brands. I, I'm a latitude 64 guy. Uh, I guess if I had to pick one uh, specific narrow down and then trilogy after that, and then infinite after that. 
but I like Latitude 64. I don't know why. Some people discraft. A lot of people discraft, I guess, but I never really got into that plastic. Um, and the Triple X, I really like the name. <laughs> I think it's a little risque. I like it. I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I just thought it was really cool. So um, I'm a feel guy. I'm an emotion guy. And I, if I like something that feels good and I'm emotionally invested in it, I will make it work. I will find a way and it's worked. So that's kind of why. And the different plastics too. I mean, frost line is really pliable. Like I told you, mm -hmm. um, this is another frost line that, that I throw about, um, my 280 to 290 uh, distance. Um, it's 168. So like I said earlier, it will pan out a little quicker and give me a little shorter distance, but I can still put the torque on it and it'll have enough roll to get there easily. Uh, this is one that Ed Hoffman did for me, gray before shave. Um, this is one of my most favorites. He's bad tail the colors. And this is, this is a couple year old disc probably. And so colors are still there. Uh, but this is 177 grams optoplastic, a little bit more stiff. Mm. And I can torque this thing as hard as I can go and it will, it'll go really well. Um, and then this is the ice, um, plastic mm. and no, I did not have Huck do this. I did this myself, but I don't sell to other people with Huck. <laughs> so don't get, I'm not going to get in trouble. <laughs> um, but, uh, this one seems to be a shorter, can't get this one to go as long. Um, I don't know if it's, a, it's 169 grams, um, but I don't know if it's the density of the plastic mm. that, you know, causes that not to, not to want to go as far, but this is a great flare skip thumber disc because it's so slick and, uh, that's what I use it for. And I also use it for uh, short 150 foot backhands that I need a need a meat hook for through yeah. the woods, basically, if it, you got a, a hard dog leg left. Um, and then also uh, shorter backhand, shorter forehands that that you need a, a meat hook for, dog hit, dog leg right, because um, it's going to come back, you know. So, And then I have a few others that I use every now and then just because I want to get them out. So mm -hmm. uh, I've got a lot in reserve, too. So, uh, But if anybody is out there that wants to get rid of a Frostline Triple X, please let me know. Yep. You know, I, I just spent the the last couple of minutes as you're talking. I was like, wonder wonder what the eBay scene is like on the triple X. I mean, yeah. the frost line, there's, there's a handful of them on there. They're all like 80 bucks or so. Exactly. So, that's, yeah. All right. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. I, I, I had to like scroll um, down to like the plastics. I'm like, what is this disc? And then I saw frost. I'm like, oh, well, okay. Obviously it's Latitude 64, but um, yeah, I've never run across that. Not, I didn't even see it drop last year. For whatever reason, so that's... And that was the ice. That was the ice opto ice version. So I think yeah. it's the, the plastic, maybe just a little bit less dense than a normal opto. Yeah, um, you know, it yeah. feels a little different. You know, maybe a little more pliable than an opto was. I'm yeah. just guessing. The frost line oh, is definitely an older plastic. One. I forgot this one. This is my uh, newest frost line. Uh, that and right there. Did you do line. that or did Ed do that? No, Ed did this for me. I went, you know, this is a, my bag is a Squatch Lore, the newest one from the Worlds. We were able to go to the Worlds this year, and Carolyn and I decided to go up there, and we got the VIP tickets. And um, with those tickets, we got a Lore bag before it was on sale. 
So I've got the, the 2023 world championship lore and I got, he wanted Simon's uh, autograph on a couple of discs. So he said, give me a disc and let me do something for you. I didn't know what he was going to do. He said, I want to put Vader on a disc for you. And, uh, this is what he, That's is that insane. beautiful or what? That was incredible. This guy's good. Y'all look him I, up. I, 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 I can't, and I, I can't keep it in a bag agree. because I don't want any other colors to get on it. This goes in a bag every he, the other day we played and he's like, you're keeping it in a bag. And I'm like, uh, yeah. Cause I don't want anything to migrate on this thing. This is my baby, you know? So this is one, I haven't really figured out how to throw it great yet. Um, I've gotten about three thirty out of it before and I've gotten, a terrible 275. So I don't know yet, but I'm working on it. I'm just going to be great. So, yeah. And yeah. Shout out to our audio listeners. We appreciate you all very much. But if you're a, a regular audio listener, today is probably the day. Let's go check it out on YouTube as well because you're missing a couple of things. Number one, you're missing a fantastic, fantastic cast of facial hair. Number one, it's today. True. It's true. Number two, you're missing a lot of cool dyes uh, here and uh, a lot of great demonstration on uh, Thummer and Tomahawk throw and angles. So, there's some there's some video stuff to check out today, folks. If you're usually an audio listener, hey, if you have some free time, check it out. Uh, no, I think that's that's awesome. I'm kind of the same way with my bag, Rick. I'm trying to slowly build. I want all my discs to be unique and mean something. They're the normal molds I throw, mm-hmm. but I'm the same way. I have an uplink that has a the crest from Sacred Heart Hospital, my favorite TV show of all time, Scrubs. So I have like yep, yep. that. I've had a couple listeners and friends die some things for me. You know, I try to like. I, I'm the way with you. I want to like feel something from my disc uh so i think obviously we didn't make a recommendation today but rob and i were just chatting i've got an idea for you i want to send something to you um well rob and i want to send something to you i think we'll add to your bag but also maybe like add to the sentiment of your bag as well sweet Absolutely. And it's Thumber approved. Thumber approved. All right. I literally, we were, we were trying to like throw an idea out there. And the first idea we threw out there was zone OS. And then like, I literally typed that out and you were like, yeah, most people are into discraft, but, uh, that's just not me. Uh, (laughs) all right. So it's not the zone OS. Uh, (laughs) So no, we got a, we got a good one on and Rick, we would love to have you back on once you, uh, try this out to see uh as a follow-up like uh what it looks like uh so my final two questions uh brad unless you have one is the first is if someone wants to get into thumber discs uh Mm -hmm. obviously they're not getting into the triple x's because that's going to take away from your supply so uh, (laughs) any other discs that you've found that you're like hey if i was getting into thumbers this is one i would Mm -hmm. recommend all right, so I mentioned the criminal, um, and the criminal is a ten speed. It's a little bit. It's a ten three negative one or ten three one four, and it's weird that I use the glide on these thumber discs are very low, um, but what it does is it seems to cut. If you spin it hard enough, it's going to cut through the air. You know, the only thing is, if you have any side of side winds, <laughs> you kind of messed up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to you have to um, kind of stretch a little bit before the wind goes down, and then throw maybe um, pull an eco maybe I don't know, but uh, um, but the the rim on the criminal, which I had a lot of because I was throwing those uh, forehand uh, mostly with a little bit of Annie and, and letting it come out because it was so beefy. 
um, I was used to that rim. I think a criminal is a great one to start with. Uh, I, the triple X is a wonderful. If you can find one, um, start with that. Uh, I, 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 there are, there are out there. The optos are out there. And if somebody absolutely is dead set on throwing them or does throw them, I've got some that, you know, hit me up and we can work out something because I don't want to hoard everything. Um, you know, I don't, it's not like I have 40 triple X's, but you know, I probably have a good 15. You he know, might have 39. <laughs> one says they haven't thrown yet, you know, but, um, well, even, I mean, would you then, agree like a, like a Phoenix or a felon, anything like really over firebird, like those might be good ones felon. to try. Yeah. Yeah. Felon right here. This was, this is a mystery, uh, disc, um, plastic. I think it's more of a, what do you, what would you call that Robbie? And that would come in. Is they definitely have hybrid runs hybrid for sure. Hybrid run. Yeah. Um, and this is what I throw this to, and it does totally something different. You know, at 270, it's going to go hard left, and then it's going to come hard right, you know. So, um, but this is a shorter, the felon is great. Um, it's got a good rim on it. It's a nine speed. So anywhere between a seven and a 10, overstable, pick it up, just start throwing it. Yeah. Just throwing it. Start straight overhand and start, you know, straight overhand and a good amount of spin coming out of the wrist and then work on your wrist angles because, you know, it's going to be, if I throw it straight overhand with a nice crow hop spinning it hard, it's going to go straight first, veer out left, and then come back. Now, if I throw it on an angle like this, it's going to go here and then that's where your pan starts coming out and it's going to come back and then you'll get that flare skip. Mm -hmm. Had a couple flare skip aces with them. Um, you know, and, and that's really fun to crash the basket like that because it's, oh, yeah. it's either, it goes in, it sounds like something blew up in a bomb blew up in the basket. Or if you miss, then you're putting from 40 feet and hitting one out of 10, you know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's, highs it's, and less, it highs is, and less. It's yeah. all about the glory, man. You know. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's why you throw them exclusive. That's a big doubles, a big play for doubles, right? Uh, my partner oh, parked God, it, yeah. and then yeah, now I'm just going for the I'm going for the boom. Lord, hey, we split the A spot and doubled, baby. I love <laughs> it. Uh, so our final question is, Rick, uh, where can people find you? Uh, because you are one of our you are one of our brightest personalities we've had on so far, and we really appreciate well, it. Thank you. Uh, and I, I know people that. are going to want to connect, after, especially after seeing all these dies. Well, um, I have Instagram dark side dies. Um, so it's, uh, that's the easiest. And, and I'll tell you, I'm, I'm older. So sometimes I don't see the messages because I don't, one, I don't expect people to really message me a whole lot. Um, so if it takes a minute or Facebook, um, you know, dark side dies on Facebook, uh, email dark side dies at Gmail. Um, do that. And then also my other guys, um, Hoffs underscore dies. I don't know if you can look that up. Um, but Robbie, you know, those guys, yeah. if you could, yeah. you know, um, help out some people if they reach out to you, but, and then Spencer's really cool. His is dying to fly, um, underscore disc underscore dies. So it's D Y E I N G two the number two F L Y underscore disc underscore dies mm -hmm. and Hoff's dies is H O F F S underscore D Y E S. So, um, yeah, that's how that's the best. And, you know, we just want to reiterate one more time, do it for fun. Um, live 
you know, I'm older, so I think about this a lot. You know, my wife, Carolyn, and I, we, we talk about this. Um, how many years do we have really to live, to go? Not to be alive, but to live, you know? We might be alive to 85 and 90 and 92, but when will we stop living? Is that going to be for me? Is that going to be in 10 years or 15 years or 20 years? I hope it's 20 to 30 years. You know, I hope I'm living, truly living for a long time. And so we've got to, we've got to realize, don't get all keyed up on stupid stuff. Let's have fun. Amen. You know, learn how to dye your own disc if you like it. That's how I did it. I was wanting to buy Carolyn the Underworld that was the baddest looking. I think it's the most beautiful disc I've ever seen still. It was a f- Underworld glimmer fire coming up. Oh, my God, it was beautiful. I didn't know how to bid on it. I didn't know. I was early. It was new. So I bid. I was ticked that I didn't win it. And I'm like, you know what, by God, I'm going to learn how to do it myself. <laughs> I'm going to make my own daggone dies. You put me in a corner. Yeah, let's go. Better bet against me. How'd that go? You know what I mean? <laughs> That's my mentality, right? I'd love for people to bet against me. So, um, yeah. So I, I started dying my own stuff and then it caught on and it's been fun. And, um, but it's been fun, Robbie, getting to know you and, and grow to love you. And, um, you've helped us a lot. And, uh, and thank you for everything you've done for us and, and what you mean to us, because it's been, it's been awesome and we'll continue, hey, you know, I, I so. meant it when I said it, the first people to welcome me into a disc golf family were the PVs and the dark side family. So yeah. I, uh, eternally Amen. grateful, sir. And, uh, we appreciate Amen. you coming on and we look forward to having you on a future episode. I'd love to be here anytime you want to. Nice meeting you, brother. Of course. Uh, keep was... those stomachs rocking, man. Yeah. And if you need anything, reach out. And um, Yeah. You know, it's just good. Good people. Fantastic. Brad, I, 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 I got to go and I got to read my text because I like when I set this up. Uh, let's see. Got our guest for tomorrow. Going to be a funny one because our guest is incredible. Did. Uh... Delivered. Expectations exceeded. Come on. It, great dude. Good way to look at life as well as disc golf. Creative guy. Just fun guy to talk to. I could talk to him for like three hours probably. I completely agree. Hey, completely maybe agree. we should have done that. Maybe we'll win the grippy next year. Oh, bro, bro. I oh for three. The the personal vendetta of throwing flex line in there just to slap it back in my face. Yeah, like, bro, I we know. have other podcasts on the network. We threw in, we threw in my board. Like you know what? I'm thankful because they, uh, yeah, shout they, out bards of the board. Shout out bards of the board. But oh, that one stunk. That one, it's it hurt way more this year than it did last year. But yeah, well, hey, there's always next year. We'll just like string out our format. We'll do like a four or five hour a week podcast. Yeah, and shoot I think, for longest. I think, yeah. Uh, the other think, option is we just do something so outrageous that we push for fire fest of the year. Ooh. Yeah. I like that. I think for the episode 100 to 200, we put them live. It's just you and I sitting there. Do not talk for 30 minutes <laughs> for a hundred episodes. Fire fest of the year. When in the bag, tried to solo tank the foundation podcast network. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We, we I don't see why that would be bad. I'm going to rename our podcast to the Tesla live podcast. 
actually. Uh, <laughs> That's what we're going to do. Hey, speaking of tanks, there's some fish tanks in the warehouse. But that's not, that's not the only thing new in the warehouse. Ooh. Look at that. That was, yeah. that was phenomenal. It was I, a I stretch, like, but I loved it. I, I, I loved know. It. I, I had to go for it. I had to go for it. Okay, so this week, guess what? If you're listening to this right now, you probably already missed out. I'm sorry. Maybe there's a few left. Discraft, Zone, GT, uh, Battle Packs. Or zone. I think they're just called Zone Battle Packs. But hey... This podcast is probably Team uh, Ringer, I imagine. Team Ringer, was, baby. You know, we're we're split fifty fifty. The, the zone uh, GT though, or the zone like the banger zone, is fun. And I, I think that, I I, that's the argument. There's no other disc like it. That's the argument of Tra- Hunter and Trevor. So I will give that to them. Now, for feel and useful stick, the GT is the way to go. I think personally. That's what I The like. ringer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the ringer. I'm sorry, I keep saying GT. Yeah, the ringer top. But hey, it's up for up for you to decide. Those are releasing. We have quite a few of them, so hopefully you caught one. If not, there's some other great stuff. We got a bunch of foundation custom stamp stuff. We have zone OSs, we have zones, we have raptors, passions, heats. Um, you are not passions, I'm sorry, but we do have heats and nukes, so make sure you check those out. Um, we have a bunch of trilogy that went up. Uh, we still have quite a few cool, like Huck Lab Bears, or like for instance, we have that. We have Opto uh, Air Sapphires. Uh, we still have some AGL stuff. If you're wanting to check out a Baobab, we still have a couple of those left. Make sure you check those out. Oh, we have new stock going up all the time. We have new accessories going up all the time. Um, we're opening up more uh, subscription boxes. So if this is a month, this is one of those months, and I'll spoil it a little bit. You're not getting three discs. That's what you're guaranteed. You're getting four discs this month. So make sure, like, now's the time to sign up. You can always check those out. Just search three-disc subscription box on the website, and you can see we keep those open. We keep opening more and more as we can add more and more value to those. And then next month, you're not going to want to miss next month either. So if you were like, hey, I was thinking about it, let them know in the bag sent you when you go ahead and uh, subscribe there. There's a ton of good stuff, especially for Black Friday. I just maybe worked out the thing of the century, uh, and I'll I'll brag on myself for a second. But I'm very pumped to see how that's turn out. Um, so make sure you check those out. Check out accessories. We uh, have a bunch of custom grips, uh, sacks, or sort of sports sacks in stock. We've got disc dots. We've got um, Rip Revenge. Now's the time to start thinking about uh, stocking stuffers, folks. So make sure you look at all those accessories. Look at recently restocked. That's your best friend. That'll let you know all of the new stuff we have. And I think we have a couple pre-order special edition time lapses still left. So make sure you check out those as well. Foundationdisc.com. Thanks to foundationdisc.com because none of us could do the podcast. None of us could check out new discs. None of us could make sure they're good. And none of us could put them in our bag if not. Man, see you guys, episode 76.